Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for coming. If it's your first time here, um, we hope that you are loved. Um, We hope that you journey with us enough to be known. And then uh, here's what we think that you will experience in every one of our services, um, that uh, we believe that God uh, is, is, merc- is merciful and compassionate, and, and he deals with us kindly, but he never leaves us where we're at. And so there is a challenge component to the word that when you open it, the Bible says in James that this is a mirror. A mirror and so we should look at it and, and when we open it it should tell us about who God is but more importantly it reveals who we are it reveals who we are and it reveals our need come on for the Lord because because here's the deal without this standard we think that we are right in our own mind Come on, have you ever left an argument thinking that you were wrong? Maybe not in the moment. <laughs> You're like, let me tell you something. They, they just really jacked it up. They messed this up. The whole thing, they were wrong. And then after about two or three weeks and three or four conversations and a little bit of input, you're like, oh, I see how I could have missed that. You know what I'm saying? The other day, me and my wife were driving. We went on a long trip together. Most of the time, that's good. But this time, uh, we, we just kept picking on each other. Come on, anybody know? No, I know this is church. We're supposed to be holy and, and, and perfect. But, and we just kept picking at each other. And finally, we were both like, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? We, and I thought she was saying one thing, and she thought I was saying one thing. And we went, after we slowed it down a little bit, we realized we were both totally wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I think most relationships suffer from assumination. You know what I'm saying? Like, not assassination, but assumination. Like, everybody is assuming what the other person thinks. And so we just uh, assuming what everybody, like, everybody's intention is bad because of some previous hurt. Come on. And so we can't hear what our mate or our friend or whatever is saying because we think we know what they're saying. But come on, sometimes we've got to slow it down. I'm excited today. I, I don't know about you. I, I was affected last night at the game for many, many reasons. And I don't want to harp on this. But, but, you know, here's the thing is I noticed in the second quarter, like most people leaving. You know, it was like this massive leaving. And, and I was there and we were there uh, at, toward the end of the game. And, and I was watching everybody and I was watching the cheerleaders. You know, like, like, like I'm, I know that sounds weird as a pastor. I wasn't watching, <laughs> watching the cheerleaders. But there, there were some guy cheerleaders with megaphones right there. And they were like, hogs, hogs. And they were like cheering. And like everybody was like. <laughs> and I just thought, how terrible. Would it be to be some sort of like cheerleader and everybody's like, I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to stand. Y'all don't deserve a wooey-sooey. Y'all don't, y'all don't deserve nothing. I'm done. I'm mad that we're here. But then, come on, we started to score. We started to come back a little bit. Then everybody was, ah, we're going to do it. And you can see hope rising, rising, rising until that last play. Yeah, but, 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 
my, my point is, I, I was just thinking about how fair weather it is sometimes for people to be excited about the things of God when we feel like we're winning, but silent, mad. I mean, you could hear in every direction people's analysis of the hogs. And these people were not quiet. Well, I'll tell you what they need to do. I mean, like every, like every, I was being inundated with, with like 15 coaches. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I was like watching ESPN all around me in stereo. Like everybody had their idea and, and they were calling out these names and numbers and, and I was just sitting there going, man, God, do we do that to you when we feel like we're losing? God, God, do we, do we do that to you? When, when, when we feel like we're losing. Because here's the deal. People pay a lot of money to go to the hog game. But, but I don't think, I mean, as much as I think that there are, God does have a team and it's the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, um, True. Wise, come on, wise men follow the star. Uh, listen, uh, uh, but, but, um, but I just don't know if there's going to be an NFL or, or a college football team in heaven. I just, I'm pretty sure that there's not going to be any end zones painted. And how much we invest in a temporal thing and how much we forget that God, come on, is moving and doing something and God does not promise us that every day should be happy, but he will promise us that we will, if we do not give up, walk in victory. Like you're on the winning team, even though you may not be winning right now. You're on the winning team, and God wants to do something in your life that, that other people may say cannot be done, or you may not believe that can be done. God can do that, and I want to read this uh, right here. Luke chapter 17, verse, we're going to start at 11. And on the way to Jerusalem, he passed along between Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered the village, he was met by ten leopards who stood at a distance, lifting up their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, as they went, as they went, as they went, as, I got, you get it? Okay, everybody say, come on, as they went. One, two, three. As they Way too many people want to see a miracle moment and God do everything, but sometimes it's as you went. See, God is into process and development, and as they went forward in the word that they heard from the Lord, transformation began to happen. We ain't fixing to fix your marriage in one Sunday. Come on. We're not fixing to fix parenting in one Sunday. We're not fixing to fix the house in one Sunday. We're not fixing to fix a wrong mindset in one Sunday. But you can have a revelation in one Sunday that this is not where I need to go. And I'm going to take that. Come on, somebody. And I'm no longer going to live that lifestyle because I know, listen, it will not produce. That's why you want to be here every Sunday because we're giving out these concepts through the Word of God that is saying, 
saying, hey, what about this thought? Because there are so many thoughts that will not work. The Bible tells us that we're inundated with the wrong thought. All the time, wrong thoughts are swirling around in our head. And so sometimes we believe that when you come here on a Sunday morning, we hope that every Sunday is your Sunday, but we believe that there is a Sunday that God has arranged for you that's going to download a principle that's going to cause you to walk towards freedom, change your life, change your mouth, change your actions, change your discipline, break addictions. Come on, somebody. We believe that that moment, and we are hoping and believing. We have people praying. We're praying before service that that moment of revelation happens in your life where you leave going, bam, dang. Now I know why. But just because you get that one moment, come on, and you ready to change the radio station from club to Christ? Just because you're ready to go, okay, that's it. I'm going to download a Bible program. I'm going to start reading. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. As they as they went, healing happened. As they went, healing happened. And that's why we always say, don't give us a Sunday, give us a year. And I promise you, in one year, you will feel the Holy Ghost begin to move in your life. You'll see victory where there was defeat, and you'll begin to move somewhere. Come on. In, in, as they, come on, somebody stop. Okay. As they go. Where was I? I, that, that, I was not even there yet. Okay, I'm, I'm starting to preach right now. All right. And when... Uh, and then one of the, what, where am I at? Okay, uh, four, four, 16, thank you, baby. 15, 15, okay, listen. All right, I got it. I'm good. Then one of them went, he saw, listen, that he was healed. He turned back, praising God with a, what is it? He was very, very quiet, and he was very, very intimidated, and he whispered to Jesus, Whispering churches, whispering believers, whispering, whispering. Uh, ladies, let me ask you something. When, when, when you, you are being pursued by a man, your husband dated, do you want someone to whisper Or do you, come on, some, you know what I'm saying? Do, do you want, hey, let me tell you, woo! I don't, I don't care who knows. Come on, I'm going to tell my mama. I'm going to tell my daddy. I don't care who knows, but that's my girl right there. Uh, how are y'all ladies? Look at, look, it ain't you no more. Let me tell you, I'm going to be loud. Does that make sense? Like, 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 do you, I have a problem with fans that whisper. I'm an undercover, whispering Houston fan. I'm an undercover, whispering dolphin fan. You should be. Listen, listen, listen. Don't say that. Listen. Come on. I got a problem. I got a, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's my personality. You know what I'm saying? But, but I, I'm not a big whisperer person. In fact, all of us, I remember when we would talk about Christmas and my wife would begin to whisper. And, and it's just, I'm not trying to uncover my wife, but she can't whisper. Her whisper is like this. So do you want to get the kids this toy? And the kids are like, what are you getting us? I'm like, whisper. 
whisper. She was like, I am. I was like, nothing has changed in the volume. <laughs> Listen, I don't know about you, but God does not want us whispering praises. Come on to him. He wants us to lift up our voice and, and proclaim it loud. This is what God has done. This is what God has done. Here is the glory. Here is what God is doing. Man, don't be a, a whispering believer. Because there's a reason why you whisper. See, whispering people don't want nobody to know. Except for the people they want to know. I feel like we got whispering politicians. S stop. I feel like we got whispering people, people who at the right place at the right time will say, hey, I'm a follower, I'm a follower of Christ, secret handshake. <laughs> Holy Spirit. <laughs> but you've got to respect some people that just like, I'm going to get loud and I'm not going to be intimidated, come on somebody, by the world, by my own feelings, by my baggage or my background, that I'm not going to be intimidated and I'm going to begin to raise up the volume of my life so that what, what God has done in my life has a sound. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? I'm trying to make it through this verse. Y'all keep messing with me. All right, listen. 17. Uh, well, let's go back to 16. And he, he fell on his face. Sometimes I take the Bible literally. <laughs> uh, but but y'all didn't think that was funny, but like, ow. Um, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And now he, he was a Samaritan. Uh, I, I find it interesting that, that they chose to put that in the Bible because you would have thought that the children of Israel, the Jewish people, you would have thought that they, covenant people, would have come back. But here's what I have found is that there, there are times when the people who have been raised in church are the last ones to show up and give honor. And it's the people that didn't know that grace and mercy was available and they didn't know that freedom was available and they didn't know that God could do something supernatural in their life and they didn't know that God could change their marriage and their parenting and their finances. All of a sudden, they're the ones to return back and you can't keep these people from serving. You can't keep these people from doing ministry. You can't keep these people. We're trying to shut the door. You've been here too much. I got to! Why? Because of what God did. Of what God did. I, I guess I want to talk to you real quick. Can, can, can I give you three points real quick uh, that, I, that I get out of this passage? Uh, three times I think it's okay to get loud. I've, I've been teaching my son in the morning. I have a talker. In, uh, that, that, uh, um, my youngest son is a real big talker. And he starts out the morning loud. And um, so I showed him in Proverbs where it says, don't be loud in the morning. And so, <laughs> and so he was like, what? And I was like, uh-huh. And, and so now he's been like, dad, I'm not being loud. And I'm like, you can come in. Come on. I think it's, there's three times where it's okay to be loud. 
Three, three, play, three times it's okay to be loud. And the first one is this. When your is, issue is causing you distance between you and Jesus, it's time to get loud. Here, here's what I, I, I see. I see this. It, it, there are ten leopards, and they're all t- together. They're all together, and, 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 and the Bible says that their issue kept them distant from Jesus. And, 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 and it, I find it interesting that in life, we all, uh, we all group together. We all group together. And, and, and here this leprosy, which was a, a terrible, terrible disease, and we don't see it much in America, but I just heard on the news that in California, they have started to see and, and recognize that people are having leprosy. It was on the news yesterday. Yesterday. Anybody, anybody hear that? Anybody hear that? I mean, that, 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 so me and my wife were like, what? Leprosy? Because we had had so many vaccinations, and it wasn't a deal, but now people are, are having it, and it's spreading in California. But just so that you know, leprosy is a highly contagious disease, and, and it, just, it, it, it just totally destroys your body. And they would have to put you out of the city. They would have to quarantine you. You could not be around civilization. You could not work. You could not do. They had to quarantine you. And here's what I find. I find that people with issues always group up together. Can I tell you something? Who you are friends with tells you more about you than it does about them. Come on. It's going to get funnier in a second. But, but right now, the, the truth of the matter is, you know, it, it's amazing. Come on, we, people get disgruntled in their workplace, and then they, all of a sudden they start talking about their boss or talking about the, 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 the corporation or talking about whatever. And then, and then it leads to, like, all of us going out after work. And then we're just going to, you know, we're, we just need to vent. We just need to talk. We just need to process. And before you know it, you're in the middle of a cesspool, and you're wondering why your, your, your team was the first to go. Come on, somebody. Listen, it's a whole lot easier. Be careful who you're around. If you're around everybody who hates church, if you're around everybody, come on, who hates marriage, here you are, you're going out with the guys. You just went, it started with bowling, but then all of a sudden we're bowling, and every time we're bowling, well, you know, my wife, you know, my ball and chain before you know him. And then you, but like, Two months before you went, you were like, I love marriage. It's great. After three, four bowling sessions, you're like, hey, well, who's out there? Who's next? I'm telling you right now, I'm about to trade one in. You know what I mean? What? Come on, what? You better be careful. Come on, wives. Come on, we're just getting together. Come on, girls' night. Girl, woo, girl, girls' night. Come on. I got all these kids. I'm working. I got all this. I love girls' night. That's great. But make sure, men, if we're going to go do girls' night, who you with? Who going, baby? I want you to go. Come on. Here, 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 here's some money. Y'all go have fun. Who all's going? Hmm. They hate their husband. They hate their husband. They hate their husband. They hate their husband. Baby, we going to the beach. <laughs> Why? Because it would be better for us to book a plane ticket and go to the beach than it would be to pay two more. Stop. You better not be playing with me. What I'm telling you is it's very easy for people, come on, to flock to people and, and the issue begin to formulate and all of a sudden, you, does that make sense? Be careful. Be careful. Yes, you want friends that you can be real around. 
But at the end of the day, you want people feeding your spirit, not feeding your flesh. Come on, come on. You want people feeding your spirit, feeding your mare, feeding what God's building, feeding what you want. Come on, listen. When I go out with Abel, he never says, trade her in. You know what I'm saying? When I hang out with some of the guys of the church, when Hal and I are playing cards or whatever, Hal's never like, oh man, you know what? Uh, your wife. Listen. But I, but I don't want to miss this point. When your issue becomes a distraction in your life, and now you don't feel like you can boldly go to the presence of Christ because you feel addicted, come on, you feel ashamed, you feel hurt, you feel broken, you feel whatever, that is an indicator, listen to me, that you have been listening to the wrong voice and it is time to get loud. I will not listen to that. I don't care if you need to say it out of your mouth. That is the wrong thought. God loves me. God's for me. God sent his son to die for me. I am redeemed. I am chosen. I am wanted. I may not have been my best. I may have failed. I have fallen short. I have fallen short. But repentance is mine. I'm fixing to meet God in this moment. And I'm not going one more day living like I have been rejected from the Father who made the greatest plan of redemption ever. Somebody needs to get loud. Some of you are crying over addiction and you need to get loud. Some of you are trying to cry and beg your wife to forgive you because of porn or, 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 or a wife trying to forgive a husband because of this or that or, or a wife trying to forgive, uh, a husband trying to forgive a wife because of, well, you know, I'm just saying sometimes that's right. I repent, I'm sorry, but now I've got to begin to get loud and I'm not gonna whisper these things. Hold up, Jesus is passing, church is on Sunday, there's a life group. I'm coming. I'm raising my voice. I need help. I need help. Come on. Your makeup looks good, but you need some help. Come on. You're making great money, but you need some help. Your car looks good, but you need some help. And so where do you need help? God, here is my issue. I'm mad all the time. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I feel like I'm not where I need to be. What is the issue? I'm laying that before Jesus. I'm not hiding it. And if he loves me, he'll come get it out. No, no, no. I'm done carrying this. I'm done carrying this burden, this offense. I've been, you've been mad? Come on, what? How long are you going to be mad? I'm not saying that there aren't grieving processes. And some of you are here, you just need to heal and sit. And we want to minister to you. And that's okay. You may not need to join the team. You may just need to sit and heal for a season. Because we're okay with a stop sign, but we are not okay with a perpetual sitting. Does this make sense? What's the issue? Come on, I, wanna, I don't want to be a church that's growing. I want to be a church that people are saying, God is my help. And if we will do that, we will grow. Does that make sense? The growth plan isn't more people. The growth plan is more people saying, God, I need you. My job didn't do it. The corner office didn't do it. The Hummer didn't do it. Whatever didn't do it. I need you in my marriage. I need you in my life. My kids are going crazy. I'm about to kill one. I need you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. I need 
you. Would anybody dare to say that? Come on, just say, uh, uh, come on, don't, don't whisper. <laughs> come on, anybody, uh, uh, you need him. You need him. You need him. Some of you, 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 you've instituted good things that are helping you cope. But let me tell you something. Nature ain't going to heal you. Well, I just, my church is the woods. Okay. Okay. Well, you, you call the woods when uh, your marriage is on fire. And see if that bark help you. It will not. Come on, the second thing, second thing that I see from this is it's okay to get loud. When good happens, there must be honor given. It's okay to get loud when you want to give honor. It's okay to get loud giving honor. Come on, if you're going to be loud about everything, don't be loud about your complaint. Don't be loud about your criticism. Don't be loud about all of these things because all that will do is produce death. Be loud about honor. Who can you love? Who can you respect? Who's given to you? Who's helped you? Who's done? Come on, honor your father and your mother. Come on, somebody. Honor your wife. Honor your children. Honor your husband. Be loud about honor. Don't be loud about criticism. I love the fact that there was one guy that came back and and said, listen, it'll cost me some time. It'll cost me some finances. I should be going and getting a job now that I'm healed, but I'm going to stop what I'm doing, and I'm going to return back to Jesus. Come on, somebody, and I'm going to give some honor. Are there anybody here that can honor the Lord for what they've done in their life? You've got to honor. We are in a situation now in our country where no one wants to honor anybody. It doesn't matter if it was Obama or Trump. We hate, we, we, everybody hates everybody. And so it started with the government system. But here's what you need to know. The government, if there is no honor, then it will affect the family. And now we don't know what a man is or what a woman is. We don't know about marriage. We don't know, we don't know that. I'm, I'm, and I'm not being crass or court. You understand what I'm saying? But we don't even understand in our culture that whatever God does creates life. A man and a woman create life. A woman and a woman does not create life. And so I'm not talking about the hardship of what they're dealing with. We want to love and minister to them, but now we are in a situation where there is no honor. And now marriage, there is no honor. In our culture, every man is stupid. And I realize that we are now in a culture, come on, where because of dominance, because of ego, because of these things, we've had to swing over here, which that was never God's plan for mankind. Man, God's plan for man, come on, was to serve your wife like God serves the church and gave Jesus, come on, for it. I don't see Jesus being abusive. I see Jesus laying down his life for the church. Come on, somebody. Man, if we can't take out the trash, we're a long way away. Listen, honor. And because there's been no honor, now we got kids divorcing parents, leaving, and we're wondering what's going on. We don't honor life. We don't honor this. We don't honor anything. And now we're in a culture of dishonor. And I'm telling you, it starts in the church.
There was one that went back and said, I don't care what it costs me. I've got people to see. I've been ostracized for years. I've been kept out of the city. But before I begin my life, I will return back and give Jesus what's his. Honor costs you. Anybody remember getting a Christmas card or a birthday card? When they were a kid, come on, I love that. Come on, anybody with some money in it? Come on, you that green stuff? I'm going to tell you the truth. I was that kind of kid. Christmas and birthdays. I got a card, and I didn't read the card. <laughs> I only cared about the money. And my mom would go, did you read the card? And I was like, <laughs> sort of. And she said, what did it say? Just, it was so overwhelming to me, I can't really put it into words. So she would pull the card out and say, read it to me. And I was like, I hate this. And I would have to read it to her. And then she would make me do the worst thing. I mean, this is like abuse. She would make me write a thank you note. And so I wrote... Thank you so much for this opportunity to write you four letters because I messed up on the first three. <laughs> I would appreciate it if you don't send me any more money <laughs> because I have gotten trouble for the last hour. No, no, come on. But I didn't know in that moment that God was preparing me, listen, to be grateful to people and honor people because I didn't know that this church, Be The One Ministries, I didn't know that people were going to be giving and funding and we were going to be reaching the city and helping schools. And I didn't know what God, so I wrote a letter, thank you so much. And my mom would go, let me proofread it. Misspelling, 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 misspelling. I hate this. Come on. It's always a good time to honor. We honor God with our time. We honor God with our money. We honor. See, and I'm not trying to talk about tithe, but let me just tell you this. A lot of people get bent out of shape when you start talking about money. When you know that God talked about tithe and money, money more than he did about love in the Bible. And it would be very hard for me to hear from anybody, I love God and I passionately pursue Him, but I give Him nothing. And, and think that that's honor. You may not be able to give 10% right now. Give one. You may not be able to give 10. Give two. But don't leave without working honor, come on, into your life. Does this make sense? And I purposely put this in here after the offering so there's no pressure. But I'm just saying, come on, give. Begin to give. The last thing, and this banyan, go ahead and come up, is this. I think that the last thing that I see from this is we've got to begin to speak up when there is an opportunity to share what God has done. I find it a little bit, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go negative, but then I'm going to go positive, so just relax. Let me say this real quick. I do find it a little bit hypocritical with the church when we don't like the way our culture's going, but we don't use our mouth to tell about what God has done. 
See, I don't need you to be Pharisees and go out and preach. I just need you to tell them what God did in your life. What did God do in your life? Do we have any stories of what God did in my life? You know, what I was going this way and I was going that way. And, I'm, and, and you're right here, sitting right here, Carolyn and Bob, right, right here. Come on, give them a hand. I'm going to tell you the story. <laughs> Cancer went through surgery, Carolyn did. They opened her up, poured chemo in. And here she is, been on a feeding tube. Many people thought she wasn't going to make it. But not people of faith. Bob had to walk through some terrible hard time. But here they sit. Come on. Don't tell me. You got nothing to say. Tell me you're scared. Tell me you're insecure. Tell me that, 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 that you care more about what people think. But don't sit here, come to church year after year, and say that God has done nothing in your life. Come on, we're not training up whispers here. We're training up people who can get loud, people who can say what God's done. And it's not preachy with a long finger of a hellfire and damnation, but it is, let me tell you what God has done in my life. We had, uh, we had 25 parents over at my house, a bunch of kids. We played Nerf gun. It was crazy. We did it last night. We just dominated, didn't we, Rob? We dominated. And people would come in and go, oh my gosh, your house is so nice, your house is so nice. And they, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like um, stabbing. It wasn't like, oh, I see pastor. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that. It was just like, man, look what God's done. And when I laid my head down at night, I was overwhelmed. My car got repossessed in college. We got our home repossessed. I, I, I had a poverty mentality. I had never saved more than $300 my whole life. I, my, our first house was a single wide trailer. Then I traded that in for a double wide trailer. What I'm telling you is, and I'm not saying the trailers are bad, so don't even trip on me. I'm just telling you that, that when you come and you see what God has done, it has been God. Over time, faithful, tie 10, save 10, live on 80. Does that make sense? You don't even know. Someone's got to tell the story. Because there, there are people here that think they can't break out of financial bondage. There are people here that think that the addiction will never leave. There are people here that don't see how their marriage can be any better. There are people here that are deeply discouraged. And the Bible says we overcome by the word of our testimony. Come on, you hear me. We love you. It's time to grow. We love you. It's time to praise. Your issue, your honor, and your story are something that you should all be loud about. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.